All right, it's time for another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. And I'm and Jake. You're Jake, and we are back. <laughs> I don't know. I just assume yes, I are. just assumed you'd jump in there, Jake, but uh I yeah. I guess we should probably like do show prep or something, but yeah, uh, we're good. I've we, been on here enough now. I know how it goes. Uh, yeah, we're we're professionals. That's in, right. <laughs> in the sense that we don't get paid. I don't know. Yeah. We're, yeah, I was gonna say fake professionals. Most professionals get paid. I don't remember getting in, any payment for this, but that's all right. Yeah, it, the the enjoyment is payment enough, right? It it is that that warm feeling you get in your heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, Jake. Uh, Colin is dead. Mm-hmm. His body is somewhere in the mountains of Colorado this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think he was eaten by a cougar. That's that's my guess. I could be wrong. Could have been a bear. Yeah. Or it could have been uh, charged by a buffalo. No, oh, I didn't. Does Colorado have buffalo? That's the mascot for the Colorado University. Or University oh, that's of Colorado true. So they pro- yeah. So they probably do. I would imagine. Or, or at had. least they did. Yeah. They're probably all dead uh, now. Before, before the white man killed them all. Dang white people. Why do we have to ruin everything? <laughs> That's kind of true, though, unfortunately. <laughs> it is. Wow, we're, we're starting off real positive here, aren't we? Yeah, we are. This is a great start. I don't really know where to go from here. We start off with a death, mm-hmm. and then white people suck. Mm-hmm. So, yay, there's that. Uh, but we do have some positive news. We do, yeah. And, Jake, I, I'm really glad that you joined us for this episode, or rather, I should say, joined me for this episode because I don't have a mouse in my pocket or anything. Uh, But I'm really glad that you're here because you actually called this. Listeners, you may recall, what was it? About six weeks ago, maybe? Four weeks ago? It was right when D23 was happening, I think, we recorded. Yeah, and Sony and Marvel, actually, they they divorced. Mm -hmm. Well, not a full-on divorce, apparently. It was just more of a separation. And... The victim in all that was Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man was taken away from the MCU. Marvel no longer was going to be able to play with Spider-Man in their universe. And Sony said, we're going to go and we're going to put him in Venom 2. And we're going to do all the Spider-Man movies without the help of Disney or Marvel. And fans were devastated, and Tom Holland and Zendaya were not happy. And really, nobody was happy. Yeah, nobody was happy about it. That's true. That's true. And news broke today. We're recording this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. News broke earlier today that mom and dad have got back together, and Spider-Man has once again returned to the MCU there is going to be one more Spider-Man movie at least right taking place in the Marvel universe and he also will be appearing possibly in Venom 2 mm-hmm. and Sony's Spider-Verse that they're yep. working on now you called this yeah Jake. I, you know i think going back to that episode and and just looking at it Sony needs Marvel but at the same time they felt like they were getting pushed around. And I think the whole thing really in the end was just bargaining, right? 
Sony wanted to prove that, like, look, we're serious. We're not going to take a deal where, where we feel like we're getting pushed around. And if that's all you're going to offer, we will seriously just walk away and close that door. Um, and, you know, Marvel was willing to deal at that point. The deal that Sony's getting now, Marvel's only getting 25% of the profit uh, from the ticket sales instead of 50%. That's what Disney wanted originally was 50-50. And now they're getting 25%. Um, so it looks like Sony's plan worked. I think it, it that's what it was. We'll, we'll threaten to walk and see if Disney will play. And they did. So it was good, good for Sony. So is that what it is then that's 25%? Yeah, it's 25%. Um, and uh, Marvel will help with the Spider-Man 3, the third movie in the uh, Homecoming series. And they'll get Spider-Man in one more Marvel film. So it's it's kind of, that's the scary thing to me is it's kind of a short-term deal. It's one more Spider-Man movie and one more Marvel movie. So this isn't a permanent, like we've mended fences and, we're all back together. This is more of a, let's see how it goes over the next couple of films. And we may be, you know, 2021 is when the next Spider-Man film comes out. And then I don't know which Marvel film they're going to plug Spider-Man into, but two or three or maybe four years down the road, we might be in the same situation again, where they may be willing to split, but, but who knows where Sony's going to be at that point. True. Now, I was just looking to see if I could find the terms of the deal because that's something that I haven't found at all. And it looks like comicbook.com is reporting, and this just went up an hour ago, so I don't know how accurate it is. I haven't had a chance to to look for other sources or anything. But apparently, they're reporting that under the current plan, or that the current plan under the new deal is for Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige to get two movies mm -hmm. to write Spider-Man out of the MCU. Yeah. And that's, I, th I think that might be more speculative, but it's also kind of what makes sense to me when I read through it. So the deal you can see variety.com has reported the deal. I think they were the kind of the ones that broke the story earlier today, but they're saying that it was 25%. They're saying it's one more Spider-Man movie and then one more appearance uh, in the MCU. Uh, when I read that, I thought, okay, so is this the exit plan for Spider-Man? So I don't know if that's been confirmed totally or if that's more speculation from, from comicbook.com. But I think that that sounds pretty solid to me. And that would make sense because, you know, there was all this, all this stress over, well, what's going to happen with Spider-Man in the MCU, mm -hmm. what's going to happen with the MCU without Spider-Man? Cause he's basically the leader of the Avengers at this point. And you know, you take away his Stark tech and throw him in his own universe. And he's, he's really just Spider-Man, but he's not the Spider-Man that's been established. Mm -hmm. You take away everything that's been established. It's a completely different character. Yeah. And so there was a lot of stress there from a lot of people wondering how they were going to pull this off on both sides. And so it makes sense that they would bring everything back together, give Disney a chance and give Marvel a chance to kind of tie up some loose ends. Cause I mean, let's face it, they set some stuff up here mm -hmm. 
for Spider-Man three, there, there's a lot of stuff that that's in motion and there's nothing that I hate more than when you're watching a really good TV series mm-hmm. and it ends on a cliffhanger for the season and then the network cancels it. That's basically what happened here. Yeah. It's it's Firefly all over again. It is. Well, yeah, or or Jericho. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, they now the fans have come in. They've got both sides to play nice and we're now going to have the opportunity to at least have closure, mm-hmm. which I think is important. But that goes a, a long way to show as well just the important of the importance of the mm-hmm. fandoms. Well, uh, yeah, I I think so to a certain extent. I also think I don't know how much they really weren't talking behind closed doors. You know, I I think the fandom the fans definitely played a role, letting everybody know how discouraged they were by everything. But I think that Marvel and Sony were probably talking quite a bit behind closed doors throughout the whole six weeks or however long it's been uh, that that the initial announcement came out. But I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I think you're probably right, at least to some extent. Uh, but, you know, and and I do say, you know, the fandom played a yeah. part in it. But I'm sure that that billion dollar box mm-hmm. office for Far From Home said a lot more than the yeah. fans did. Well, and I think Sony recognizes that a lot of the success that they've had with Spider-Man this time around is due to him being part of the MCU, being part of something bigger. I mean, really, honestly, and we talked about this on Movies That Make Us a couple weeks ago in our big episode for Fan X, and Jay Washington was one of our guests, and he brought up this point. Spider-Man Far From Home would not be a billion-dollar movie if it wasn't the follow-up to Endgame. True. I mean, that's really the, the, the biggest reason it was so successful, because everybody wanted to see that first movie what the universe is like after Endgame and after the events of Endgame and after Tony Stark dies. And so without that, Far From Home is not the success that it is. And so I think Sony realized we don't get to that billion dollar mark on our own and Disney and Marvel, we need to be connected to the MCU to get there. So I think they want to have another billion dollar Spider-Man movie, but we'll see what what happens after that? I would imagine if the goal is to write him out of the MCU, unless they do something kind of funky with the Spider-Verse and get him into a new universe where he's disconnected from everybody or or something like that, we're probably going to see another Spider-Man reboot after that. I hope not. I'm so sick of Spider-Man reboots. So is Uncle Ben. Yeah. Well, the problem is if Sony stops making Spider-Man movies, then Marvel gets the rights back. I know. That's the thing. So and that's why we ended up with Fantastic Four yeah. from Fox. Fan Four Stick. But they could also keep playing with the Into the Spider-Verse, the animated movies that they've done. True. I don't know if that helps them keep and retain the rights, but they've done some great stuff with that. And as long as that keeps going strong, I'm I'm all for it. I'd love to see more Miles Morales. And that was a fantastic movie. Yeah. That really was. If you haven't seen that movie because you're not into cartoons or you're not into miles morales or whatever you thought the concept was stupid that movie was about as perfect of a spider-man movie as you could get yeah 
Well, and I, I, I love it is one of the best comic book movies because it takes a concept like multiple universes and puts it up on the big screen. And we haven't really seen that done successfully yet. And it's just awesome because that's such a, I mean, in DC, Marvel, any major comic book out there, you've got the multiverse on, on some level. And so to introduce that concept in the way that they did, it was perfect. It, it's just a great movie. I love it. It really is. And I love how Peter Parker is just like this defeated, you know, burned out. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's done. I, I just love that because, you know, you think about being a superhero yeah, and just the constant grind, the, the wear and tear on your body. And that's, you know, say what you will about Daredevil with Ben Affleck. I thought that that opening sequence where it showed him like in the shower, popping the pills and stuff. I thought that that was pretty much how it would be. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would assume all these guys are just like on Vicodin and all sorts of just heavy, heavy narcotics. We see a little bit of that too. And uh, I think it's Batman v Superman when Batman is in the Batcave and he's changing out of his costume. He's got bruises and cuts and everything. It, Seems like there was oh, yeah. a scene like that. Um, and we don't typically see that, you know, Batman before that, it was always like, you know, he was fine. You get beat up and he was fine. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it takes a toll on your body. It has to, even with superpowers. Yeah. And even with the superpowers, it's got to be hard mentally. And so I really like how they tied that in with, with the Peter Parker character in Spider-Verse. I thought that was yep. fantastic. But yeah, so this is really good news. I am it I'm is. excited. I, I'm interested to see what they're going to be doing. I don't know if you saw Tom Holland's response on Instagram. I think it was Instagram. Mm-mm. He posted a little video clip from The Wolf of Wall Street where Leonardo DiCaprio says he's not going anywhere. Yeah. And everybody starts cheering. And I thought... Yeah, this is this is awesome. This yeah. is appropriate. It's, this makes me happy. Well, and you know, so. another part of the deal, a big part of the deal, one of the things that Sony wanted that they didn't get originally, and part of the reason they walked away was Kevin Feige was not going to be involved with the next Spider-Man uh, movie under Disney's original deal. They said, we want 50% of the profits. And Kevin Feige, we've got him too busy on other projects, and we're not going to put him on the Spider-Man project. But it looks like that's part of the new deal is that Kevin Feige will produce. So that I thought that was interesting. But we also found out today one of his other projects. One of the projects that Disney apparently wanted him on instead of Spider-Man. Yes, he is going to be joining a galaxy far, far away and doing a Star Wars movie, which some people are really kind of surprised by. But apparently... People who know Feige say the dude's a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And so it makes perfect sense for him to do a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And it's really only a matter of time with Marvel and Lucasfilm both being under the Disney umbrella for him to walk across a street or whatever it is and, and start making movies for for the other. So... Yeah, this is this is a big deal. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's exciting. I don't know if this is I mean, right now it's just one film from what I understand. And I don't know a lot. of. They haven't released a lot of the details from what I've seen. It's kind of just a 
Is that a Beauty and the Beast cup? I'm sorry. Was that a Beauty and the Beast cup that you're drinking out of? It is a Beauty and the Beast cup. It is a Burger King collector series. Came out in the early 90s. It's plastic. I believe that it was a, a an eight cup series, maybe a 10 cup series. And wow. uh, yeah, all, all of my other cups have been broken over the years. I, I at one point had the entire series and having children. That's, that's awesome. Is why we cannot have nice things. So yes, it, yeah, well, it is a beauty and the beast cup. Sorry. I, that was a side note. That was kind of a, a, a distraction there, but I had to say something. Um, and now that's totally fine. It's, it's a very cool cup. It is. It's very cool. Um, yeah. So Kevin Feige, <laughs> sorry. I think right now we don't have a lot of details. They're saying it's just one movie, but I almost wonder if they're looking to kind of build the star Wars universe now post Skywalker saga. We don't know what's going to happen in rise of Skywalker. Uh, and is Kevin Feige, is he going to play a bigger role here where he's going to do for star Wars, what he's done with Marvel, where he's kind of built this whole universe. I don't know. That's maybe being optimistic, but I wouldn't mind if that were the case. I think a lot of fans wouldn't mind if that were the case. You know, there's a lot of hardcore Star Wars fans who just don't like Kathleen Kennedy and what she's done mm-hmm. with with the franchise. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a huge fan of hers. I she's she's competent ish. Uh she she knows what she's doing, sort of, but I'm not. I mean, she's probably better at it than I am. <laughs> that, that's a but, good possibility, yeah. But I'm not going to, um, you know, sit here and say I could do her job better than she can. But I've n- I've not been a huge fan of the way that she's handled a lot of the properties there. Uh, she's made what four movies since she came on in 2012 as president of Lucasfilm. She did. Uh, episode seven, uh-huh. uh, episode eight, uh-huh. and then, uh, rogue one and, and solo. Those are the four films. And if you look, I mean, really three out of those four were pretty successful at the box office. Solo was the only one to actually lose money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ironically, it was the only star Wars movie ever to lose money. But there's been a lot of backlash. There's been a lot of unhappy fans. And there's a lot of people that are speculating that with Feige joining the Star Wars universe, that this is setting the stage for him to replace Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Which I'd be okay with. Well, here's the problem that we run into, though, with that. And I I think you're right. I don't I don't think that's too out of left field or, or I think that's a real possibility. But. If Kevin Feige moves over to to Lucasfilm and takes over for Kathleen Kennedy, that leaves a huge gaping hole in the Marvel Universe. Yes, it does. I mean, he's been guiding that and directing that from the beginning. And if I'm a Marvel fan, I don't know how excited I am about that prospect because we're at a critical point in the MCU. We've lost Iron Man. We've lost Captain America. We are potentially on the brink of permanently losing Spider-Man now after a couple more movies. So now you're going to take Feige away, who's kind of been directing everything. And you may find yourself all of a sudden in an identity crisis. 
at a critical time when when they kind of need to know where they're going and what they're doing uh, in the MCU. I mean, really, they've got the properties now with the X-Men coming on board, with Fantastic Four possibly coming on board, that they can recover from Iron Man and Captain America being gone and kind of directing their attention to those properties. But that's got to be under the direction of Feige or someone similarly competent. I agree. I agree. And, you know, you look at it and people say, oh, well, you know, maybe you bring in someone like James Gunn or maybe you bring in someone like like J.J. Abrams. But both those guys have signed on with Warner Brothers. Yeah. And James Gunn is going to come back and do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But then he's headed back uh, reportedly to D.C. and he's going to be working on stuff there. Yeah. And and can you blame him? Why would he want to come back and work for Disney after what happened? You know, I mean, obviously he made some comments a long time ago that were completely inappropriate on social media. He owned that at the time and tried to make up for it, but Disney still fired him. So why would you want to come back permanently and work for that company? I totally agree. I totally agree. And you know, it's all about, I, I, I hate this culture in which we live where Anything that I saw something today that the OK sign now is considered a a symbol of white supremacy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so is anybody who makes the OK sign? I saw a a statue of a of a Buddha from Thailand that's like a thousand years old making the OK sign. So Buddha is a white supremacist. But that's the culture in which we live. And unfortunately, James Gunn was a victim of that, which really sucks. For yeah. Him. It, it, uh, I mean, this is where I get stuck on that. I think it's great. We, we've got to bring more attention to stuff that's happening. Uh, you know, things like the me too movement, uh, movement isn't the right word, but the me too stuff, it, like we need to bring attention yeah. to what's happening out there. And people do need to be more conscientious of what they're saying. And social media has opened the door for us in in a certain level of anonymity to say what we would never say to somebody's face and feel okay yep. about it. But at the same time, you know, hate speech and things like that have been on the rise. And so we've got to draw attention to that we've got to stop that, but we've also got to understand people are going to make mistakes and uh, you know, you deserve an opportunity to, to make amends for some things. And I think in the case of James Gunn, Disney reacted very quickly and harshly based on something that had happened decades before that he owned at the time and uh, had moved forward from. Uh, But unfortunately, because we do want to bring attention to that stuff, and rightfully so, it was kind of a knee-jerk reaction in a lot of ways. But And that's why he's with Warner Brothers, and he's not going to come back to Disney permanently. I agree. And it's unfortunate because he's a great director. And from all accounts, the dude is not the dude he was when he made those comments. What was it like eight years ago or something? It was. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I said decades. That's probably a lot longer than it actually was, but it was a long time ago. I mean, you stop and think about how different you are now compared to a decade ago. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, everybody grows and changes and. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's crazy. It, it is too bad because he is a great actor, however, or a great director, excuse me. Yes. However, as a DC fan, I'm not sad about it. And I want to oh, see him no. and J.J. Abrams bring back the DC universe and, 
and do it right. And and this is a great time for DC. Marvel is in a point where we'll see what happens with Marvel. I think it'll be okay. I think they'll do fine. The fans are going to be excited about whatever comes next. But a lot of the big players are off the stage. They've just wrapped up the Infinity Saga. DC can come in now and start building up their universe. And I think they're going to find a lot of people willing to to join in with that and, and participate. So, yeah. And exactly. if JJ Abrams does it, they'll do it the right way. I hope, except there'll be lots of lens flare. <laughs> that is true. Now, you know, one thing getting back kind of with the, the whole star Wars thing. Oh yeah. That's what we were talking about. That, that is, we, we it always <laughs> goes back to Marvel, doesn't it? And Disney. Yeah. And I don't know. It's cause they own it all, but yeah. it's, it's interesting too because Bob Iger has has talked about how there's not enough women in top positions within the Disney companies. Mm-hmm. And he said that that's something that he's going to change before he's gone. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't I don't foresee him getting rid of Kathleen Kennedy. Um he could I I really don't. He could move her someplace else. I don't know where. I don't know if you move her just to like Disney Studios or something else that's not Lucasfilm. But I would imagine she's not just going to go away. They're not just going to dismiss her. No, I, I I don't think that they would just dismiss her. But I really, I mean, I can't see him. I mean, what's a lateral move to a pre- with the president, you know? Yeah. She, she'd have to go somewhere at least that high profile. Yeah. And... I I just don't see her going anywhere yeah. considering the the optics of of what that would how that would be. I mean that's just a well that's a bad look for Disney. It it, it is especially in this environment. It is and I agree with you and I know you know you make a statement Bob Iger makes a statement that he wants to that he's committed to doing that but ultimately as the head guy at Disney, he's also committed to making money. So he's going to do what he needs to do to optimize their profits. And if that is to yeah. move Feige into that position, then he'll do it. And whatever other comments is. Yeah. His, his responsibility is to the shareholders. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. I, I don't know that. I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. He's, he's producing one movie. True. Uh, we'll see what happens after that, <laughs> but um, it, if it goes that route, I, it wouldn't surprise me. But we'll see. The interesting thing is we have no idea what the movie's going to be. Yeah, let let me ask you about that. What would you like to see him do? I have a dream. I have a dream that someday they'll do a Knights of the Old Republic movie because that game is one of the best games ever, one of the best role playing games ever on any system. I think it sets up a lot of the lore that happens thousands of years or a thousand years or however many years before uh, A New Hope, before the Galactic Empire. You've got two great villains in in Darth Malak and Darth Revan um, who are awesome, who the fans already love. If you did that the right way, I think it would do very, very, very well. And I, I think fans would love to see it. I agree. And, you know, you look at what Kevin Feige likes to do. He likes to put himself in a position where he can expand Mm -hmm. his stories. 
Knights of the Old Republic, I mean, he's got a thousand years that he can play with after yeah. that. There's a lot of time frame for him to for him to go in and, and massage and and tell stories and do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the perfect era for him to hit. I'd love to see it, but we'll see what happens. Disney seems to be stuck on the time period between Return of the Jedi and uh, the current Skywalker stories that we're seeing right now, the, the current trilogy. That seems to be where Disney is stuck because I think Mandalorian takes place in that same time frame, if I'm not mistaken. And I might yeah. be, but I think it's right after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's what, five years after Return of the Jedi? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And well, it, it, yeah, kind of that era. So I don't know. We'll see. That seems to be where Disney is stuck right now. Uh, so I, I kind of want them to do something different. I, I would an love era that we haven't really something. seen. Yep, I would love that. I would love that. I mean, we've seen it in video games and stuff. We've seen it in books. Let's see it on the big screen. There's so much yeah. there that they could do. There's so much I there agree. that they could do, and it would just be so much fun to see something that's just different. And you know, Star Wars fan geeks, not just Star Wars fan, but geeks, we kind of get. We kind of get all twisted up when people give us something that's different. Yeah. But I think in that case, it would be very, very welcome. I think so, too. I just want to see a story set in a time where there are a ton of Jedi and the you've got the Sith troopers that are in there. And you've I mean, just everything that's involved there. I would love to see it. I mean, we see a ton of Jedi in uh, the prequel trilogies. But they're also dying out and you see them all. I, I want to see them at their height. I want to see them uh, new characters I haven't seen before. I just think there's a lot of potential there. There really is. I don't want it. I don't want it to be a post uh, Rise of Skywalker movie. I don't I don't want to go there right now. I'm kind of Skywalker out. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm excited for nine. I think it's gonna be great. But. I want us to move on to something different. Yeah. Give us, give us something different. Give us something different. Yeah. Well, you talked about, you know, seeing all the Jedi and stuff. And I immediately thought, well, you know, in the prequels, we saw a lot of Jedi. Unfortunately, they all died. And you mentioned how they were kind of on their decline. But one of, right. one of the big Jedi that everybody was excited about was Mace Windu and Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. And we've got a tech story here that I think is awesome. So you can now, well, not now, but you can soon have Mace Windu himself, Samuel L. Jackson, talking to you on your Amazon Alexa device. I think that that is awesome. You know, yeah, I've been on the fence about whether or not to get an Alexa device. Uh, this may push me in that direction for sure, because that's just, I mean, who doesn't want Samuel L. Jackson yelling stuff at you or, or responding when you ask for something? I think that is great and awesome that they were able to go there. Yeah, it, it really is. And of all the celebrities that they could bring, I mean, 
who who better than to have someone who's just going to sit there and curse at you all day? Yeah. Well, and I think that's great. I, from what I've heard, and this may just be rumor and I don't know, but it's going to have two modes where you can have it like clean Samuel L. Jackson or, you know, regular Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, yeah, that is true, which is great because I don't know that I would want regular Samuel L. Jackson going off in my house because I've got little ears running around and they may not. I don't want them picking up some of his uh, colorful language. We'll call it colorful. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It, it is colorful. Yeah. <laughs> your walls may, yeah. may all turn blue in whichever room you've got your device in. But, you know, yeah. it's interesting because I've got an Amazon Alexa in my kitchen. And our main function for it is we listen to music on it. Well, my kids will listen to music on it while they're doing the dishes or whatever doing homework or, Mm -hmm. and we will use it to add stuff to our shopping list. And unfortunately, even though Samuel Jackson's will be able to do a lot, he's not going to be able to help with shopping or with lists or reminders or any of the Alexa skills. He can tell you jokes, the weather, the news, things like that. And he is based on the neural text-to-speech technology that the company developed. So it's not just a whole bunch of pre-recorded messages and whatnot. But it is still limiting, yeah. which is it's kind of frustrating to some extent. But I'll take what I can get. Yeah, it, it's kind of in the realm between pure gimmick and actual Alexa substitute. At the end of the day, I mean, pure gimmick would be just a bunch of pre-recorded lines that it would just repeat over and over again. Um, for example, if you have an iPhone and you say, you know, hey, pewter from like Lego Batman, then it will respond yeah. with some Lego Batman phrases. But it has series got like two or three phrases that that she'll respond with. So that that's gimmicky or just a gimmick. And I feel like this is in between that because it's not just some pre-programmed phrases but again, it's not replacing your Alexa uh, for some of the day-to-day stuff that a lot of people use Alexa for. Yeah, which is a little bit disappointing, although Alexa still has a ways to go in terms of that day-to-day functionality. We're not we're not anywhere near mm-hmm. Judgment Day with this AI yet, which is probably good. Which is good, yeah. I don't think we want to be near Judgment Day yet. No, no. We still need we still need some time. Let me at least die of like natural causes first <laughs> before I die of the robot uprising. The last thing I need is my Amazon Echo Dot coming after me while I sleep. Yeah, I've got Texas cockroaches and chiggers to do that for me. Yeah, that's enough nightmares. You don't need. Alexa Echo Dot coming after you as well. Or, yeah, that's true. So you can get Samuel L. Jackson for ninety nine cents when he when his voice becomes available later this year. But that's only going to be the introductory price, and I don't know how long the introductory period is going to last. But mm-hmm. eventually, the price will go up to four ninety nine. Yeah, still, that's not that's not a bad price. But if I could pick this up for ninety nine cents, I'm all over it. I, I'm really all over it. I've got a Google yep. Home and I've got the Amazon Echo and mm-hmm. I prefer Amazon's device to Google. It it just integrates so much better with my smart home stuff. And so yeah. 
I, I, I'm all over this once it becomes available. I'm, I'm excited. Does this open the door for other celebrities to come in and, and do a similar thing? It does. Yeah. Amazon has said that they're going to be adding more voices next year. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, is this going to be like the next big thing for celebrities to do right now? It's like every celebrity wants mm -hmm. to have a podcast, which is, which is great for people like us that aren't celebrities. So we don't get a built in following for our podcast. Yeah. Gotta love that. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to be like the next big thing for celebrities. They're all going to want to have their voice on Amazon Alexa mm -hmm. because I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good advertising for yourself. Yeah. And I think there's probably certain celebrities out there that they want to target. I think there's going to be certain ones that people really want. Like I could imagine there's an, an audience for like a William Shatner or, you know, like a Benedict Cumberbatch. I could picture some of those celebrities like Alexa going after them and saying, Hey, let's, let's get you on here. Or Amazon going after them. I don't know. I see. I could see Shatner. I, I didn't think about Cumberbatch. I can see Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. that, but yeah, you're right. There's there's a couple that that just really jump out at me as, okay, this is somebody that would be epic. One that I would love would be Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. Well, Mr. Bean hardly talked. I know. How would that work? That's It would just be silence. My house is loud enough. You can, let me explain this to you. You can buy speakers that don't talk to you. You don't have to have a device that talks back just in case you didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. I just want to let you know, having a silent oh, AI man. just seems like you're going backwards. <laughs> like, I mean, how is that any different I, than just searching for something on Amazon? It, it's really not. <laughs> It's really not. <laughs> I think you could have some fun with this, though. Get some good celebrities, and and you could have a lot of fun with this. And I think this is going to be uh, a, a trendy thing. It's probably going to spike some sales. Mm -hmm. And Google's, of course, going to have to get in on the action. And then, you know, Apple will have to. Well, yeah, but the, Apple's going to wait 10 or 15 years, and, and then they'll innovate it by doing it better. Yeah, everybody will say, oh, man, look at what Apple has done. They've got celebrity doing AI voices. Yeah. And they've revolutionized the whole AI game. And everybody will say, but Amazon was doing that 10 years ago. So, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Apple guy. I've got my Apple iPhone. I like it. I like my MacBook, all of that. Yep. But one of my favorite things about iOS 13 that is that they really push that it's got swipe text. Like it's a really big deal. Like it's 2006. I mean, honestly, like Android's had swipe text for a long, long time. Oh yeah. And Apple's just now getting on board with it. Like, Hey, we've got swipe text. Well, that's really cool. <laughs> I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing to be honest. Yeah. I giggle every time a new iPhone is announced because there's always functionality that's included that Android has had for years. Mm -hmm. And you get these hardcore Apple fanboys that just get so excited about it. Mm -hmm. And you have all the Android users who are like, dude, we've had it. 
we've had it. It's not that great. Or, yeah, this is great. Why haven't you had it before now? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Well, I think, you know, bashing on Apple is a good note to end the show on. Because I, don't know I always I'm like sorry, to take Colin, shots I'm sorry, Colin. What have I done? <laughs> I've let you down. Wherever I you are. I always like to take shots at Apple. I know. It's it's always entertaining for me. But, you know, I will say this. Apple does make good stuff. I just like to make fun of them because... And it's mostly their fans. It's mostly the fanboys. Yeah, there's definitely a population of Apple fans out there that can't realize that, oh, you can get a good PC or, oh, you can get a good phone that's not Apple. Like, end of the day, if you get a Samsung phone or an Apple phone and they're both top of the line, you're getting a really good phone. Yeah, exactly. It And my attitude is kind of like the BYU-Utah rivalry in in Utah. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, this is a great, great college football rivalry, college basketball rivalry, more so college football, I think. Yeah. But it's one of the best in the nation, I would say. And the fans on both sides are just so irritating mm-hmm. that I just want to make fun of both of them because they both suck. So it's it's kind of like that for me. Yeah. Although it's hard to call it a rivalry anymore. Utah's won nine straight now. Yeah, it's kind of like back in the 80s when BYU won like yeah, 13 true. straight or something. So, I mean, the pendulum has swung. and It has. And look at us talking sport ball on the I know. Show. What is going on? Why are we talking sports? <laughs> the world is upside down. It's upside down. We better eject. We, we better, better end get it out now. Of Just end it now. Yes. So go ahead and send us your thoughts to feedback at stolentroids.com. What do you think about Spider-Man joining the MCU again? I don't know if he if he's rejoining because, I mean, technically he left, but nobody really noticed. Yeah. It's not like a movie was made and he wasn't there. But tell us your thoughts. Did you expect this to happen? Was it a surprise? Uh, and tell us what you think is going to happen with Kevin Feige as he enters the Star Wars universe. And also, tell us your thoughts on Samuel L. Jackson recording the voice of Alexa and entering the world of AI. Do you guys have an Alexa? How do you use it? What do you think of it? Uh, do you do you compare it to Google Home or anything? Let us know your thoughts. And if you haven't already done so, go ahead and subscribe to the Stolen Droids podcast. We are wherever you download your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and a review. Let your friends know what you think about the show. And also check out Movies That Make Us. Oh, yeah. And we have a new show, Cutscenes and Cupcakes. Yeah, it's a great show. Check those guys out. Those ladies are fabulous. If you haven't heard last week's episodes, mm-hmm. uh, it was a three-part episode. Uh, it was an epic crossover that will probably... Never be able to be replicated in podcast history. I mean, it it was that that much epicness coming across your earbuds. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point there, Zonzon. <laughs> <laughs> I should just edit you out from here on. No, nothing else you say should be heard. But I'm not that I'm not that big yeah. of a of a dick tonight. <laughs> but, uh, other times, yeah, but not tonight. 
And then also go ahead and check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also on MeWe. That's a social media network that's really trying hard to catch on. And it is the not Facebook. So I like it because I don't like Facebook at all. But yeah, check us out. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Colin will probably be resurrected. Thanks, Jake, for filling in for him again. I always appreciate it. And until then, be good to each other. Bye. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.